What's up, guys? This is Jake the Honey Bear Hune, and you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm joined today by a very special guest. Uh, he will be fighting Jiri Prochaska at Ryzen 13 at the Super Saitama Arena on September 30th. I am joined by Jake the Honey Bear Hune. Thank you very much, Jake. I really appreciate you doing this interview. Hey man, I, I appreciate you guys having me come on. Any, any publicity I can get about this fight in Ryzen is great. Especially coming from an American, I love it. Uh, first fi- question I got to ask is, how did you get the nickname the Honey Bear? Oh, man. So, long, long time ago, I used to train with uh, Chris Lieben. He was a UFC fighter. He was actually my first coach in MMA. And uh, I was cornering him for his fight against Vanderlei Silva. at uh, would have been one of the mid-UFC 100s. And he's... He was one of these guys that would cut 40, 50 pounds of water weight. So he's real delirious. We're sitting in the hotel room, and he has one of those little bears of honey. And he looks at it, and he goes, this thing looks like Jake. Jake's the honey bear. And it just stuck from there. It's a, it's a real dumb story, but it's you know, you know how nicknames are. They stick, man. There, there's so many people that got nicknames like the killer, the crusher, the... The whatever, and you know, I mean, my, mine was legit, and it's it's worked for me. Oh, so I just I, I want to clarify. Did you say it was Wanderlei, or did you say it was Anderson Silva? Vanderlei for that fight. Really? What? Uh, wow! I didn't even. I didn't. Even... Uh, UFC one thirty two. Oh wow! That had, I don't even remember. I remember when he um when he uh, fought been... Anderson. I remember when he fought Anderson. Wow! I can't remember when he yeah. fought Wanderlei. So this, this was after that. I think the main event of that card, Faber fought uh, Cruz and either lost or... I think Faber only lost the Cruz in the UFC, so he would have lost the belt. Okay, now I remember that. I remember that now. Yes, yes, I remember that now. Oh, okay. Oh, it's going way back. It's going way, 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 yeah. way back. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I've actually been in this game a little while. How long have you been a, uh, officially an active competitor in MMA? Well... I had my first amateur fight while I was still uh, playing football at the University of Hawaii in 2009, and then my first pro fight was 2010, so I've been doing it for about 11 years now. And how did you get started in MMA? Uh, you, uh, I, 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 then there's a part two to that question as well, is that you're from uh, Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, right? What is yeah, the MMA? I'm in Alaska, just outside of there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, how did you get started in MMA, and how was the MMA scene in uh, in the Alaska state? Well, I got I actually got started in Hawaii. Like I said, um, Chris Levin and I met each other in a bar, 
Um, we, we, we had similar interests. We liked to drink and party and both liked to train a bit. He was getting ready for his fight with uh, one of the Rocheholt brothers. And we got to talking about how I used to wrestle. So he asked me if I could come help him out. And I was coming off of a pretty severe back injury that had put my college football career on the back burner. And Baya going up there and training with him and through that discovering jiu-jitsu, it actually helped me with my back rehab and started bringing strength back to my back. And to be completely honest, I remember the first time I actually sparred live rounds. Chris hit me with that overhand of his that just used to kill people. And I was walking back to the, uh, the UH football locker room, and I called my dad, and I said, Hey, Dad, I figured out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I'm going to fight in cages. And all my dad says is, We'll talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> I said, so how did the talk go when you, when you had the actual talk? You know, he, um, he was good with it. I think he always, he always knew in the back of his brain that I was never going to ride a desk. I was never going to be one of those guys. My degree in college was European history. There's not a lot you can do with that, you know. And um, I'd put a lot of eggs in the uh, the NFL basket. And uh, when I got hurt, I had a, a real severe back injury, and it just I was just never the same player again. But I found that my athleticism transferred over really well to MMA, and it allowed me to be fighting at a level that I wasn't probably at skill wise, but athletically I was there. So it kind of early on, I jumped into some fights that most guys at my level wouldn't have been in. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the fo- the football background obviously helped with that uh, athletic background? Would you agree? 100, oh, 100%. I think it helped to, to a massive extent, but there's also parts of it that um, they, they are really a hindrance to it. Football is such like a hard-nosed, go-forward, do-as-you're-told. It's not very cerebral, whereas... Fighting after you get to a certain level, you have to you have to realize that you can't constantly just be the bull. Like I mean, my, my fight I have coming up with Jerry is is the prime example. This guy has knockout power in both of his hands and his feet, and if I just go in there wild flailing like a young Vanderlei two thousand four, it's going to be a short night for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking. You know yeah, speaking of of the of that fight, can you talk about how uh, you got involved with Ryzen? Sure. I um, man, I have been hitting up Shingo, their matchmaker, for years, trying to get a fight with them. I've been with World Series and then with PFL for quite a while, but there's been problems just with getting fights. There's been contractual issues. You know, I'm not, I don't want to dive too far into it, but eventually Shingo, I sent Shingo a message after my loss in the first PFL when I found out that I wasn't going to be cleared by the New York Commission to continue on in their regular season. And uh, Ray Seffo and Carlos Silva were great. I told them that I I can't sit around and wait. I want to fight. And they gave me the clearance to fight in Japan. So I hit up Shingo one more time. And I said, look, man, I want to be there. You know I want to be there. I badger you constantly. So his first reaction, he says, will you fight Mirko? And I automatically said, yes, right now. Yes. Sign it. And uh, so, but... uh... Ended up. Oh, oh, sorry. What was that? You were talking about uh, Mirko, the uh, this a uh, fight with Mirko. Yes. So that was the that was the first option that, that uh, Shingo presented me with. Hopefully, he doesn't get mad at me for talking about this. He go because I kept I, I basically sent him an, a message saying, "Look, 
I want to be in Japan. I want to fight for Ryzen. I'll take whoever. I don't care. And he goes, Mirko, question mark. And I said, yes, sign it now. So we waited, waited. Prokop's team, they didn't want that fight, which is understandable. I'm, I'm a guy with, I'm very dangerous, but I don't have the, the, the notoriety or the record to make sense. I kind of get that. So he ended up taking the fight with Rock Martinez. But in between that, Shingo sent me a message and said, can you make 93? I said, hell yeah. He said, Prochatska. I said, yes, send me the paperwork, not knowing who Prochatska was. But, you know, that's pretty much how it went down. And then I looked into Jiri, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited. He's, he's a tough guy. He's a, he's a dude that Ryzen is behind. You know, they, they, I think he's fought on more Ryzen shows than Kyoji. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good fight. I'm excited for it. And um, I think it's going to be a really good fight for me to be able to show the Japanese crowd and the Japanese fans that not everybody out there is a point fighter and is looking to just score jabs and takedowns to win rounds. I'm going to bring a fight to this guy. You know, he's very, very dangerous. But I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put on a fight that the fans of 2002-2004 pride would be proud of. Now, what's your strategy going to a fight with somebody like uh, Prochaska? Given that, as you said, he is very has very heavy hands. He, I think he's, I think he's finished all but one of his fights in his entire career, and as of now, I think all of his fights since he, I think the last time he lost was against King Mo. But uh, but since then, all the matches that he's won, he's he's won all of his matches since then. How do you go into a fight with somebody like that? Hundred percent. And you know, um, King Mo and I were actually having a conversation the other day. And Mo goes, Jake, I know how you like to fight. You can't fight this guy at kickboxing range. He's got too much power. Um, my strategy is I'm going to make it a fight. You know, Japan doesn't want to see belly button wrestling. They don't want to see John Finch. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I, and, I, and I know that and I respect that. And that's, that's part of the reason I want to be there. But I also have noticed that in uh, jury's fights with the Swede, he got taken down, didn't know what to do. Yeah, I guess um, that was against uh, Carl yeah. Albrechtson, I believe. Right. Yeah. The, that kid, that kid just couldn't turn the the tables into the violence. He had the he had him on his back, but he couldn't make it violent, and he ended up getting caught. So my game is I can bring violence from any any angle, and you know what? Uh, the fights all start on the feet, and we'll see how it bangs. And you know what? If not, you might eat a soccer kick on, on the ride coming up. It's, I'm looking forward to a fight. I, I, I know that they have the, site, the fight between Tension and uh, Kyoji, and that's why the arena is selling out. But I really, truly believe that the fight between Jiri and myself could be one of the best fights Risen has put together. Oh, I, I thought that the entire thing was selling out because of Bob Sapp and the uh, sumo guy. Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, no. That, that was another fight I asked for, too, and they said absolutely not. Oh, against uh, Bob Sapp? No, no, I didn't know Bob was still fighting. I asked for the sumo guy. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but uh, it's uh, yeah. So, uh, did you happen to see uh, Jiri's last fight against Bruno Capoloza at uh, Ryzen Eleven? I, I saw um, I saw clips of it. Um, I was living in America again for uh, PFL, and I was training under uh, Roan Canario Jacao. He's a really high-level uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He's fought in the UFC. Co- coaches Diego, or Douglas Lima and all those guys. And he uh, he actually sent me a breakdown of that fight. 
And there's 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 things that I that we took away from that fight that bode very well to the way I fight. Oh yes, uh, I. But sorry, go ahead. But Jukal, being being forever the the pessimist that he is, says, Jake, this is a great fight for you, but if you fight stupid, you will wake up on the canvas. So it's Jury Jury is a he's a he's a I'm very excited to fight him. He's a dangerous guy, but there's. There's so many levels to his game that work well with what I do. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Do you think that Ryzen uh, by booking side? Think they're, that they're almost, they're almost. I, I guess uh, they they want to kind of feed you to Jiri. They think that it's going to be easy fight for him. You know, I I, I don't think that they they see me as a feeder fight. That'd be silly to be honest. I think that's the same reason that Krokop didn't take the fight. I'm too dangerous to be a feeder fight. I think that no one would take the fight with Jiri, and I've been badgering them for a long time. And honestly, I think they want—I want—I think they want Jiri to get a proper test. Mm-hmm. Jiri hasn't had a real test since the Grand Prix, and it was—he got exposed by Mo. I mean, to, I mean, let, let's call a spade a spade. Mo exposed him, and Mo's style is not the most pleasing to the Japanese crowd either. You know, mm-hmm. so. I'm, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it how I can get it. I, since the day I started watching MMA, wanted to fight in Saitama. And you know what? If they gave me, if they gave me 2004 Vanderlei, I'd fucking take it and, and, and go to war. I'm excited, though, because there's such an upside to it being Jiri, a guy that they're behind. Mm-hmm. Because you know, right now, and, the, the, the fight that they want to make is between Jiri and Krokop. And if you, right. if you ruin that party... Uh, would you then say that you would be, you would that you would be the next in line to fight Crow Cop for a New Year's Eve show or something like that? I would, if, personally, absolutely. I don't see them maybe making that match just because the Japanese crowd doesn't know me. But like I said, I've never been in a boring fight in my life. I'll go out and put on a damn show, and that fight could happen. The rumor I'm hearing is that Vanderlei might be making his comeback come New Year's. I would love that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anybody that besides uh, Vanderlei? Is there anybody who's in the Ryzen roster who you would be interested in fighting after Jiri? Well, I mean, of course, like you said, Krokop, just because that fight's been on the table twice, and I mean, to go out against a legend would be great. I mean, to take him because that'll be his retirement fight. You know, watching guys that that to me would be the same as like fighting Chuck if Chuck had managed to keep fighting. I guess he is still fighting, but you, yep. you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But then uh, there's some other good guys. I like, I like, I like the fact that it's Japan and they're not too concerned with weight classes. I wouldn't mind doing fighting, doing a fight against some of these bigger guys that they have. Some of the guys that come over from road, that type of shit. I just want to put on fights that are exciting. You know, at this stage of my career, all I really want to do is get out there, make the crowd realize why they loved MMA to begin with. And the fact that now Ryzen has soccer kick stomps and in Jiri and I fight we help us, it's that, that is available for MMA. Oh, so, uh, yeah, can you talk about that? Is, uh, have you ever fought in a ring before? Uh, is this the first time you'll ever be fighting in a ring and also the first time you'll ever be doing soccer kicks? Okay, so I've fought K1 and Muay Thai fights in rings. So that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. The ring actually, for me, I feel like is an advantage because wrestlers use it to push you up against and not fight. I don't think that's going to be a problem with Jiri. I don't think we're going to run into that. 
Um, and as far as the soccer kicks and stomps go, I'm constantly dicking around and training in training anyway. I'll scream pride rolls and kick guys on the way up. And now that it's actually part of my, my uh, training, it's been going well. You'd be surprised how often they're actually there. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, um, are elbows allowed in the fight as well? Yes. The, so in our fight, we have the, the special the special MMA rules. So it's 10-5, stomp, soccer kicks, and elbows. Okay. Uh, regarding the, uh, the the weight, um, was there any uh, was the uh, the uh, was the weight class uh, the, the weight limit uh, agreed upon by both by both your parties? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's soon, the first thing he asked me before Jerry was even on the table is, "Can you make ninety three kgs?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely," because that's that's where I generally fight until I started taking these open weight fights in Asia. Mm-hmm. So th- it's not a big deal, you know. Weight weight is what it is. I'm looking forward to Risen becoming what I think it's going to be and just having open weight fights, maybe a Super Hulk tournament down the line. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they just, uh, I think it was last year they had, oh, no, uh, two years ago they had their uh, open weight tournament, uh, which right. uh, Crow Cop won. Their open weight tournament was really just a bunch of blown up light heavyweights and a couple heavyweights. I mean. Yeah. And a sumo guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and a sumo guy, exactly. Um. So, uh, have you ever? Uh, do you have any uh, f- uh, favorite fights from Pride uh, f- that you can recall? Oh yeah, absolutely. The fight that I I love that like, I don't want to be too offensive, but the fight that gets my pants a little tight in the front is Don Fry and would uh, would have been uh, uh, T- Takata or Kawajiri. I thought you were about to say. I thought, they, I thought you were going to say Takayama because that's the one that everybody that. that yeah. When they just tie each other up and just go to work. Oh yes, I love that. But you know, you know as well as I do, the game has changed since then. You know, and Vandal Vandal great fight. Randleman Fedor, great fight. I think some of the best fights in MMA in MMA happened in Pride. Mm-hmm. I think the UFC kind of watered the product down. They changed it too much to try to make it suit the US audience, and. I'm I'm really excited that, that Mr. Sagibara and everybody is trying to make Risen come back. You know, I, I, I call it New Pride. People get mad at me for that, but you know, I mean, it's not Dream. It's not. It's not. It's not Sengoku. They're doing what they're doing what they used to do, and it's great. And I'm I'm so excited to be a part of it. Mm. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, the uh, of the big ticket seller that we talked about before, the uh, Horiguchi and uh, Nasakawa kickboxing match. Uh, do you have a yeah. a pick in that match? Uh, who do you think wins that match? You know, I I, I have to go with Kyoji. I used to train with him at American Top Team. He um he's he's not just an MMA striker, and I think that's why he's able to get off so much on MMA guys because he's so unorthodox. And when you see unorthodox strikers go against straight K one style guys, it creates problems. If you look at like a Raymond Daniels, he's really not like that great, but he does crazy shit, and he's a champ. You know what I mean? Okay, uh, yeah. But have you seen a Nasukawa in kickboxing matches before, though? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, look, it, that kid's a damn phenom. It's you know, it's a tough, it's a really tough fight to pick, in my opinion. Um, but as I think, it's, good, a, I think, I think it's a smart, a smart business move, though. Oh, it is because regardless of what happens. It sets them up for the rematch under either rules for New Year's. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you, you brought up American Top Team. Uh, now or you're in Thailand right now. You're training with uh, Phuket top, top Team? No, not anymore. I was over there for a little while. The, the coaching there was great. There's just no bodies. So I'm using the facilities and the training guys at Tiger Muay Thai, but the gym that's taking care of me and everything out here is actually Unit 27. Okay. They, uh, they're doing my conditioning, helping me with my weight and everything. And then I've, I've just been getting my sparring and everything at Tiger. been sparring with Mark Hunt, Tyson Pedro, those type of guys, and it's it's been great. Okay, because I was about to say, a lot of the th- guys in Thailand are probably much more small than you, so you probably are, 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 are outsizing a lot of them when you're sparring with them. Now, I've been the small guy in the group. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it's just, uh, I want to talk about also your your um, your, your American uh, MMA career. I, the, the last fight you had in America was with the uh, PFL. Um, yep. And uh, unfortunately, you did you did lose uh, your fight by knockout. And since then, the New yep. York State Athletic Commission has been kind of uh, been a bug up your ass, so to speak. Well, can you just talk Man. about that? Yeah, no, 100%. They, um, the New York Athletic Commission, to begin with, made it difficult for us to get licensed. I had a cold sore the day before, like, you know, the day before the fight, just stress. They almost didn't clear me for that. I, I missed uh, the ceremonial weigh-ins because I was at a dermatologist. After that, go in. Have, I had a great fight, you know. Um, hats off. Hats off to the guy who beat me. He hit me with that shot, put me to sleep. I felt like I was putting on a clinic up until then. But they gave me a 90-day suspension. The next fight in PFL's regular season was going to be in 85 days. So we appealed, just trying to get five days back. You know, like, you can, as you can appeal any suspension. I got cleared by a neurologist the week after the fight saying, yeah, you're fine to fight. It's no problem. New York wouldn't give us the five days, thereby ending my PFL season. And basically leading to the phone call with me and Ray Seffo being like, look, Ray, I, I appreciate everything you guys are doing for me. I'm not trying to go behind you guys' back, but I need you to let me go fight. And Ray was actually great. Ray called and helped me out with Ryzen and everything because he's been involved over there. It's um, I think PFL has the right idea with what they're doing. They just uh, they just got to get get a little bit more – a little bit more – ground underneath them when it comes to dealing with these commissions. Mm. New York is the worst. If I never have to fight there again, I won't be mad. Oh, yeah. As, as, you know, as somebody who does live in New York and who does attend MMA shows, both regional and uh, professional in New York, it yeah. is... It is... This is what happens when a when you're the only, I think you're the last state to actually legalize MMA, is that they're no, trying to catch up with everybody. And beyond that, it's a state that is so boxing run and everything. They don't want MMA there. Oh yes, that's true. That's very true. They, they make they make it clear. You know, I mean, they, you look at you look at that fight card for that first PFL card. The whole fight card got scrambled the day of weigh-ins because of some random rule that no one had heard of, where if you're outside of 25 pounds of your opponent, even at heavyweight, you're not allowed to fight. Mm-hmm. I, I was never set to fight. Uh, um, Whatever his name, uh, Alec Nicholson. I was set, I was set to fight Kyle Allen Carr, but because Nicholson was so small and his opponent was so big, and I was one of the lighter heavyweights, they had to switch it up so that we could fight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. The, when I actually I actually attended uh, I actually covered the uh, the first PFL show, and when they gave us the the uh, the, uh, the original um, programs, yeah, it originally had you fighting um, had it switched, and so yeah, yeah. That, 
and uh, uh, yeah, one of them, one of the people from PFL, they explain, oh, this is because New York has the weird weight rules, twenty pounds. But yeah, and also I don't know if you ever seen the UFC shows that go that go on New York. There's always something wonky that goes there. Uh, awesome. It's 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 a yeah. it's a mess here. It's a mess here. Maybe it's actually better not being not legalized if this is how it's all it's gonna be. Keep it up, keep it underground. And I remember asking Ray Seffo that day before the fight. I said, "So what what happens if it comes? Because they were planning on having their finals in New York City on New Year's Eve." Yeah. And I said, "So what happens if it's Sean Jordan versus me for the for the finale? We're not going to be inside of twenty five pounds of each other. How does that work?" And he goes, "Oh, brother, I I don't know. We haven't thought about that." So it was just, you know, it was just the, it, it, it is what it is. And I can't, I'm not going to sit here and talk bad about PFL. I like, you know, they're paying guys right. They're treating guys right. They did the right thing by me by letting me get out and go fight. I just think that there's, there's certain things that need to be done for that format to continue to work. Uh, are you still under contract with PFL or is, or is, did they let you go? Or is there like some sort of contract freeze or, or what, is there anything you can talk about that? I'm fighting for Risen on September 30th. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, uh, that's basically all the questions I have. I want to give you an opportunity, though, uh, in case if Jiri Prochaska, I don't know how good his English is, but if you ever winds up listening to the audio, I want to give you an opportunity to... Uh, say whatever you want about him to him. You can talk shit to him. Wish him Merry Christmas. Whatever you want to. The floor is yours right now. Cool, Jerry. I'm looking forward to fighting you, brother. You're very impressive. I think we're going to bring a great, great fight to the Japanese brands and to the rest of the crowd. Let's not hold anything back. Let's leave all the blood in the cage, and I'll buy you a beer after. Salute. And uh, I, I want to give you an uh, opportunity to uh, to uh, plug your sponsors, teammates, uh, uh, yeah, anybody who you want to give a shout-out to as well. I want to give a shout-out to uh, DragonCoin. You guys are in the crypto market. Now is the time to buy. They're launching their exchange on Monday. The coin is going to go through the roof. Uh, to my sponsor, Unit27, for taking care of me with my meals, my food, everything. And my guys over at Engage. Just wait till you see my fight shorts. Highway to the Danger Zone. America is coming out full-fledged. Everybody, make sure you tune in. Around the world. Fight.tv. This is going to be the best rise in MMA show yet. And I promise you the Honey Bear is going to put on a show. Jake, the Honey Bear Hume will be fighting Jerry Potraska September 30th. Fight TV at Rise in 13. It's, going to, it's, it's definitely going to be one of the fights I'm looking forward to. It's def- and it's going to be a barn burner, as they say. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't even know if it'll go beyond the first round. And I, uh, it's a minute first round. I don't see how it does. And I'm def- it's definitely going to be an exciting fight. And, uh, Jake, I, again, appreciate you doing this interview. And I uh, wish you the best against uh, Jiri. And, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully you get a knockout or a submission on your end. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see you in Ryzen again uh, for New Year's Eve. Who knows? Maybe against uh, Wanderlei, Krokop. But hopefully, it'll be oh, regardless. will be in a uh, in a ring, uh, rising ring, nonetheless. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks a lot. No problem. You have a great day now. Right, cheers, brother.